1: Uh, make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show; that way, you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. And it's another podcast. This one we're coachless. With me this evening is Daniel Reinhardt.
2: What? Did you say Finn coachless? Fans.
0: Yes. You said coachless or clueless? Without. Well, it
1: depends on who you're talking about. Okay, gotcha. But right, I just say, say co- Coachless. You did say Us uh, or Ross? And that's Lewis Riccone in the background.
0: Hey, guys. Uh, hey, Daniel. Good to have you back again. Mike, always a pleasure to spend some time with you over the, uh, over the podcast here. Daniel, very happy to have you.
2: Thanks for having me, fellas. Looking forward to it. This is a joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. Not really. Um,
1: Daniel. Yes, sir. So I kind of had a chance the other day to discuss my feelings on on the uh, firing of the coach. And um, why don't you go ahead and give us your thoughts?
2: (laughs) Well, first thing I will let everybody know, uh, obviously, listen to the podcast last week. Lou had said something about this going to be a really important game for Flores. He might just be gone. The very first thing I did when I heard that Flores was gone was text Mike and say, oh, my goodness, this means Lou was right. Oh, no. Yeah, and we don't want that. We don't That's want Lou to said. be right. <laughs> but I'll just give you my, my initial thoughts, you know, and we can expand from there as a team here. But I, I just I, I couldn't fathom why the heck they would let him go. I was pissed, frankly. We won eight of our last nine games. We, we had two winning seasons in a row. We swept the hated Patriots. I, seriously, I was kind of dumbfounded. I was flabbergasted, as one would say. I mean, you could clearly see on the field that the team rallied around the man. I thought he was on the right track. He had changed the culture. And so, uh, you know, I turned it on. I turned on the media, and, and they felt the exact same way that I did. Uh, given some time, and and things changed a little bit in my head, but that was my reaction. Lou didn't seem like uh, – Lou seemed like he wasn't surprised by it. Lou, did it catch you off guard?
0: No, Um You know, I I had expected it to some extent. I was hoping that it wasn't going to happen, but in the back of my head, as I, you know, as I mentioned in the podcast, you know, I I had a feeling that it was going to take place. I had a feeling that he was going to be the scapegoat. And, um, you know, there were a few reasons behind that. You know, anytime something like this takes place, and you've got players that you put in place through the draft, and you have guys that are not getting on the field and guys that um, you're having somewhat of a problem with that are on the field playing game in and game out. And, uh, you know, we don't have to go through the, you know, the the names of the players. We all know who they are. Um, you know, it, it creates a, a riff, you know, between the people upstairs and the head coach. And, um, you know, the way I look at it is this, is that, you know, as you look at our season as a whole, and yeah, we did win a lot of games, you know, but you have to you know, you have to look at the competition and you have to look at how we beat that competition um we didn't beat anybody in a dominant way other than Baltimore, maybe that night, and I think we you know we just snuck up on them um on that night. We played a great game, the defense was you know flawless that night or floorless, right we could you know throw that in there. they were floorless that night, so they were awesome. And, you know, but when you look at the other games and the competition and the fact that, you know, the Jets were in both games with us, you know, down down to the very end. Um, you know, it wasn't a really good season as a whole. You know, we didn't make the playoffs. We were nine and eight. So there were other factors involved. Now, is that Flores' fault, all his fault? No. I don't I think the majority of the blame should go elsewhere. Um, but when it's all said and done. Wait, well, here's the thing. I, I don't you know I don't give a shit about all the bullshit that's coming out right now about you know he mistreated Pete. He didn't know how to talk to Pete. This and that, all that nonsense. The well, bottom line,
2: you know, like now the stories are that he just wanted more control and he had his fingers in these draft picks. That he was getting his players. You know that's what's coming out now. So where all the blame was on Greer, and I think more than just your eyes in my eyes too i now i think that maybe we need to split that up a little bit between greer and flores well yeah, but he how, was getting i'm sorry he was getting a lot
1: of control from from greer okay they they were collaborative but uh what i'm understanding is uh, flores wanted it written down in his contract that way you know there would be no question as to who has final say right and uh you know that I guess, rubbed Ross the wrong way because they weren't willing to do that. Uh, you know, so it's just a matter of, you know, who you want to believe. Um, but, you know, the, the way the story is going is they pretty much made joint decisions on just about everybody
0: on the roster. But but here's the thing, guys. You know, Flores is coach at a football team, okay? And he may look at some film on guys and so on and so forth, but it's up to Greer and the scouting department to basically bring these players to the table. Now, with that all being said, if Flores, in fact, was responsible for Iguinagini and Hunter Long and these type of guys that didn't get on the field, wouldn't you think he'd be more inclined to playing them? I mean, that's, that's where I have a problem with all this. I mean, if I'm selecting guys, I want them to at least be out there and see what they're capable of doing. These guys didn't even get on the field.
2: Well, that depends on what type of coach you want to be. You know, yep. and and from what we've seen from Flores as a coach, it's he puts Miles Gaskin in because Miles Gaskin is practicing hard, he's putting results on the field, and he's going to do it time and time again. He doesn't care where a guy gets drafted, he didn't care who took the guy, he didn't care if he came in on a free agent contract. At least that was the way that it seemed, and that was one of the things that I loved about Coach Flo.
0: That's a hundred percent true, but I mean. Gaskin was our best running back on the roster. I mean, that's why he was out there. I mean, it wasn't. We didn't really have a lot to work with. You had a med, and you had Malcolm that's why
1: Benogany wasn't out there. He wasn't the
2: best cornerback. Well, the I, was right, but, like, I was talking about two years. I was talking about last year. You know, yeah. before we traded Kenyon right. Drake,
0: and he was he was extremely good at doing that. There, there, there's no doubting that. I mean he put he put the best 53 guys on the roster. And then at that point, you know, whoever was practicing well and playing well, they were playing on Sundays. But what I'm trying to say is, is that they can throw everything they want at Flores. The bottom line is, is that there's a history here, guys, okay? 20 years of history with, with, a, with a guy that's still running this football team, okay? Flores is, is, is three years of that. So, you can throw the blame at Flores all you want, but the bottom line is, is that somebody else has a 20 year track record that is horrible and it continues to be horrible. And, you know, Flores may be the fall guy right now, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you know, they, they, they got rid of the wrong person. And um, Flores gave 110%. The guy wanted to win more than anything, and he did whatever it took to win. He put the best guys out there, as you just mentioned, Daniel, and that's all you want out of your head coach. I mean, nobody's perfect. But when, when you go 20 years without drafting any type of star players, you know, in abundance, not, not even in I mean, just a couple of guys that, that are just, you know, over the top players that can carry your organization for a few years. There's a problem there, and the problem is still here.
1: You know, they said he got fired mostly because he was abrasive, and it's
0: ridiculous.
2: Uh,
1: he didn't handle personalities the right way.
2: Yeah, it was a relationship <laughs> thing and not a football thing,
0: right?
1: Yeah, you know, I think back to Shula, and uh, I yeah. wonder if Ross would have fired Shula. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Shula, <laughs> I mean, Mike, we, you know, Daniel- I'm, let,
1: I'm not comparing Flores to Shula, but
2: you get my point. And just let, for the record, I think I misspoke when I said something about Kenny Drake earlier. That was before, but yeah. regardless.
0: Let me throw a quick story in real quick. We sat with Lyle Blackwood. I don't know if you remember him or not, Daniel. He, he was a little bit before your time, but he was one of our starting safeties, and we brought him in for an autograph appearance with the rest of the Killer B defense. We had the whole defense there, and we went out to eat with Lyle one night, and me and Mike were sitting there, and Lyle tells us this story about Shula just ripping him. Now, he had been on the team. He was a veteran before he even came to the Dolphins, and he wound up playing like five or six seasons for us. And his very last game as a Dolphin, it was a playoff game, or it was a Week, week 16 game, and Blackwood, before the half, had broken his collarbone. And went into the locker room and went up to Coach Shula and said, listen, I I can't go the second half. And Shula, he said, Shula called him and F and P and you mother F and son, you better get your F and A. I mean, he just ripped him. And we were hysterical laughing. And I mean, you know, and, and he was looking at us, you know, Lyle Blackwood, and he's telling me and Mike, You know, this is a guy I busted my ass for for five years. And I had a broken... And I played hurt. And I played (laughs) hurt over and over again. And I had a broken collarbone. And he didn't care. I mean, you know...
1: Yeah, I think he said they x-rayed it in the orange bowl. And uh, it didn't show the fracture.
0: Right. Something to that effect. But he knew something wasn't right. And he said, listen, I went out there hurt all the time. And he knew I was that type of player. But the point is, is that, you know, this is football. I mean, no. you have to have thick skin. I mean You should have I don't, I don't want to hear this bullshit about well, he doesn't know how to talk to people. It's it's a football team. Well, it's things a- are
2: changing. I I mean, look, you can't hit the quarterback anymore. You know, that's just one example. And really, these young kids that are coming into the league right now, they're not built like the rest of us. I agree, really I mean, I really do. I love those stories about Shula. I love the fact that Brian Flores had that kind of fire. But at some point, especially in the new NFL and with these young kids, you have to learn how to deal with them in different manners. And I'm not talking know? about taking it Do easier really? on one guy than another. What would you say, Mike?
1: Do you really?
2: Yeah, you're. I, I think so. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty clear from this situation. But, I mean, let's take it back. You Look at the Minka Fitzpatrick situation. I think that's another great example That's a little different. I don't think that it really is. I'll tell you why I think it is Well, Minka said, you know, it was a difference of opinion and Flores would not listen to him, which I mean, I guess he doesn't have to, but he didn't know how to deal with Fitzpatrick. And I think that if he did know how to deal with Fitzpatrick, I mean, it's just one example.
1: I think Flores did mishandle that situation. I think it's obvious he mishandled that situation because otherwise Fitzpatrick would still be here.
2: Yep. And that's my point. And, and I don't think that Fitzpatrick is the only one that he's done that with. I mean, it's pretty clear. And, you know, now you have Stills coming out and saying, saying what he said as well. You know, I mean, basically pretty dismissive. He didn't say anything crazy, but uh, dismissive of Flores being a great guy. So there's – There's examples of him not being able to deal with these new players in the ways that need to be done, and I'm not saying that should have justified his firing. I think that it's quite possible we look back on this and, you know, we regret it. I wouldn't have made the move myself, but you know, this is a
0: relationship thing. Guys, listen, Mike, go ahead, and then we we
2: all saw
1: Tua play that first half in Tennessee. It was not (laughs) his finest hour. No. Okay. No, it was so not. So I have no problem with the coach going up to him and, and you know reaming him a new one because he I was needed, from home on my couch. Yep. Guys, he needed that. He needed somebody to get in his shit because what he was doing wasn't working.
0: Right. Listen, you know, let's go back to what Daniel was talking about in regard to Flores and how he treats people. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did we hear any of this in New England when he was there? No. Would Vanoy have come over here and the other guy? I mean, we how many New England Patriots did we have come here to play for Flores?
2: Well, he wasn't I in mean, a position of power either. And that's, he that's the New England the, way.
0: But right? Like, regard,
2: of course, they're going to come.
0: You don't listen to me. As an individual at his age, you don't change. If he was this type of individual when he was in New England, he'd be the same. Now, yeah, maybe he has a little bit more control over here. but. He was basically running the defense. Van, Van Oy came over and others came over. Landon Roberts, if they felt that he was this type of individual, why would they all – we had, what, four or five Patriots on our roster last year? Yeah, not everybody I mean,
2: is built that way. And look, these are, these are veterans you're talking about.
0: Daniel, you cannot satisfy every single individual that. on your – in your organization, there's 53 players, there's more guys on the practice squad, and there's 15 coaches. I understand you, you that. You can't cater to every single individual. Some people are going to, you know, some, it's the game of football. You what know, about, you, you, you want to talk about the
2: coach though, Chad O'Shea came over with him from New England as well, and, and that didn't work out so well. Their relationship splintered and, and Chad O'Shea was gone after one year. And what you're talking about is veteran players who have been in the New England system versus guys that are just coming into the league and getting shocked by the the behavior. I mean, that's perceived. That's what we perceive from what we're reading. I I can't tell you that it was too much. All I can do is read the writing that's on the wall now that Flores has Flores has been released.
0: So you think that Tua was, was abused by I am by not is saying that what you're that. saying? No, 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 no. I am so not saying So anything, anything less of that, it, I'm fine with it. I'm old it's school. It's that simple.
2: I'm old school as well. So I, I definitely believe that, like Mike said, we need to be able to get into their ass. But this is a different age. I, I mean, Well, if uh, you, you just put it, your it just arm hurts. around
1: them and you give them a little pep talk and that doesn't work, what do you do next?
0: <laughs> exactly. I mean, didn't they, I mean, they, you know, come on, this guy, they did everything they possibly could for. And just because he got in his ass on, on the sideline that one day, and I don't know what was going on in practice. I don't know if anybody does, but the point of the matter is, if it's deserving, then so be it. If you don't like it, then step up. You know, this is football. This is the NFL. No, that's what I said if you, you play know, better,
1: it'll all go away. It'll I'm
0: all not, I'm go not away.
2: disagreeing with you. I I right. want to make that clear. I'm not disagreeing with you. What I'm saying is we see now these are these are the reasonings that are coming out. You know, well, that's by that's who? what they're that's I mean, what
0: who, by still what it's I don't even know what still said. He what, was what just was dismissive
2: he was just dismissive of Brian Flores being a good guy. Okay, I'll well,
0: pull it up real fast. You know, the, the the thing is this, is that you're not going to please everybody. That's there's, right. There's so many different personalities. You know, when you're a head coach, you are running the show. And if you're not running the show, then yeah, you're going to your have channel. a problem. You're <laughs> going to have a problem. I mean, it's that simple. If you start giving in to all of the players and what takes place, then you're going to have more problems than if you're authoritative. I mean, that's what a head coach is supposed to do. He's it's, it's, it's my way or the highway. And I may give you a little bit of leverage, but you know, it's that simple. I mean, you know, we're trying to win football games here. Everybody should be on the same page. You, you know, take it's, a it's Dick
1: Vermeil or a Tony Dungy. And I'm sure these weren't men that would run up to you and curse you out. They had different ways of motivating. Exactly. You're right. So, okay. so not apparent- everybody is the same,
0: but is Belichick like that? No, probably not. Was Parcells like that? Not at all. Oh, probably no. not. You think Vrabel is like that? I <laughs> don't know about that either. I think Vrabel is the hardest behind closed doors. I don't know. You know Vrabel so- seems
2: a little soft. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so Kenny Stills basically. So the story is, uh-huh. is that Flores was having to attest it for PEDs multiple times, right? That he was saying that to his, body, his, body his body transformation was not natural. And he was pushing to have Tua tested up, I think I read up to four times. Anyway, Kenny Stills said something along the line. And this is his exact tweet, not something along the line. Respect Flo as a coach. I don't know about that other shit he was on. So basically talking that, that he doesn't know uh, what kind of attitude Flores is having with people and why.
0: So, Flores basically was accusing Tua of... Taking PEDs. Really? Yep. Okay, I yep. missed and all And Tua's camp
2: wow. called him out on it. There's been multiple times that Tua's camp and Flores got into it. Uh, I, I think it's way deeper than we're ever really going to know. Mm-hmm. But... I like I, I said, like we've said, it comes down to relationships. It comes down to the fact that it's not the same NFL as it used to be. And some of these guys, they don't they don't take the shoe away very well. Well as shitty as that is, I think yeah, that's as shitty as not that the is Belichick
1: way why or, can't you know, we just be old
2: school and hit hit him in the mouth these days? That's just the way it is now. And it costs yeah. Flores his job.
1: The NFL playoffs are here in DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner in the NFL is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this wildcard weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Just bet $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code TPPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: All I can tell you is this, is that you look over, you know, as you just mentioned, Mike Belichick, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you know. You don't go by the beat of his drum. Hey, see ya. We're gonna replace you with somebody else. It's that simple. And they give him that luxury of doing so. And they've been extreme more successful than any other NFL um team over the last 20 years. We have been one of the least successful. So, you know, we can talk all we want about, you know, how to handle guys, so on and so forth. But the bottom line is is that we're starting over again you know, we're, we've put ourselves in a position now to where three years have gone by and we're back to square one. Now we're back to the, well, Tua's got a brand new head coach. Tua's going to have a brand new offensive coordinator. is going to have a brand new this, a brand new that. We're going to be dealing with this all over again next right. season. And the bottom line is, is that the guys have to go out and play football. Not only Tua, but the rest of the guys. The GM has to put the guys in place to win football games, some game changers. We we just have to go forward, but we're right back to square one. I mean, what have we accomplished over the last three years, guys? We've we've gotten the five hundred twice.
1: We built up our defense.
0: Yeah, but we built it up, Mike. But you know what's gonna be telling is is what happens now with Flores gone, right? right. Does Agba reset I mean, yeah, they may franchise him, so on and so forth, but is he going to want to be here under a new head coach? Is X-Man going to want to be here? It's going to be very telling in regard to how negotiations go with – X-Man is the key right here. You know, with Flores gone, who's to say he doesn't jump ship at this point? We don't know. Now, did we want to be in that situation? I don't know. I I think it's a major mistake right now because – well. When when you're a uh, just one more second, Daniel. When you're when you're recruiting in college and they have a brand new head coach, you know a brand new head coach comes in. It come in. It's a problem getting guys here. Um, depending on who they bring in, I mean, it, it you threw so many monkey wrenches into this mix by by firing Flores. It's above and beyond. I mean, you're starting all over again. And I don't know if this organization. It, 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 I don't know if it was a very smart. I don't think it's a smart thing at all as to what they did. Neither do I.
2: Yeah, I think I think it. I think it was uh, probably unwarranted for football reasons, and that we may regret it. I'll say this though: there's no way to tell. You know, whether one of those players are going to want to come back, or if he was also alienating them. You know, because most of these guys are keeping their mouth shut. There's a there's a couple who have said. You know, Nick Needham tweeted that he was. You know, it, it made him sick. Sick to his stomach or something, you know, right? But here's here's what I will say, and it kind of proves goes back to your point rather than what I just said. And I wanted to make this point earlier. One of the things that I loved the most about Flores was how much he apparently and seemed to care for his players.
0: Right. Look, I look at that. last
2: year when he charged the field during the Bengals game when they they took that cheap shot on jakeem Grant. Yep. I Man, I was. I was ready to run through a wall for him. And and I'm just some fat middle-aged guy sitting on my couch. I think that it probably is going to be a mistake. You guys have both said and we said last week we can't have nice things. And and I think it would be pretty fitting uh if he went somewhere, you know, brought Deshaun with him and, and won. It well, seems like what would happen for us, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to find out very quickly in regard to Flores as to how quickly he gets snatched up by somebody else, right? I mean, yeah. if all of these reports come out, I mean, and and it's not a lot. I mean, you're talking about a couple of guys speaking out and and as I mentioned earlier, there's there's 53 different players. You're going to have 53 different opinions of an individual. It's that simple. But the bottom line is is results and what we see as fans and what we see as to what he's putting in to his job i mean would you rather bring a guy like philbin back who looked like you know he was don't do that you know dreaming of you know going to hawaii while he was standing on the sidelines and sitting on the beach that's what he looked like when he was on we had a fiery guy here that gave 110 percent and because of you know, some riffs between maybe a couple players and them not liking the way they were spoken to or the riff between him and the GM, whatever the case may be. To me, it's all petty bullshit. I mean, this really is petty. I mean, this is like a soap opera that's unfolding and it's ridiculous. This is football. Okay. So,
2: so moving past the relationship stuff and all this stuff, you guys want to talk about the product that he put on the field for a second and, and this is not to justify at all his firing, but he had some pretty clear shortcomings, right? Like it, it was a shortcoming roses. to me
1: was his offensive staff.
2: That's absolutely one of them. Four offensive coordinators, four offensive line coaches, couldn't pick a single offensive coordinator and couldn't bring one in and had to have co offensive coordinators, right? The whole thing with Chan Gailey, where Gailey found out that Tua was starting through the media and then walked away after the season that, that
0: I got news for you. I think Flora's probably found out the same way. He just didn't come. <laughs> he just didn't so. come forward with it. I, I'm, I'm yeah. being honest, yeah, like, go ahead. So. Finish yeah. your thought, Daniel. I just,
2: I just, I don't know that I can see how that's even feasible. Like, right. If he has his finger and him and Greer are collaborating on, and I know that's a buzzword, right? Collaboration. But if they were collaborating on these decisions and, I just don't see how Flores could find out through the media that Tua was starting. Maybe he was told, but I I mean look, there was he comes problems down from the owner. That's, there was pro- the problems. You know, Mike
0: tell talk, talk about what took place last year in regard to um Flores's press conference the week prior to him then being announced that Tua being announced as a well, starter. He
1: had, Flores had basically said that, you know, he he, he feels for this kid and he's kind of like a father figure and as a father figure he he would not play him right now because he didn't feel he was physically ready.
0: Yeah, I remember that. And a week later. <laughs> now why I would don't know Flores if it was that soon? No, no it, it, was. it was two weeks. It, it, was, it was two. Weeks. Okay, two weeks, but the, <laughs> two weeks, right? You don't go from, you know, being this to that in two weeks, Mike, especially when we're on a three-game winning streak at that point. Uh, my my thought process on this is that Flores made these comments. Now, if you feel that Tua is even close to becoming your starter, why would you two weeks earlier make comments like that? Because you then you look like a complete idiot yeah. when two weeks later you're putting him in as your starter. And Fitzpatrick was really not doing anything to warrant a change. Now, if he was having four, you know, his four interception type games a couple of weeks in a row, it was understandable. So there's, there was definitely some tinkering okay. from upstairs in regard to this stuff. Okay. And I think, Mike, I said, hold on one more, one more second. <laughs> I said this last year, Mike, remember when I told you this? I said, Mike, this is going to have a long-term effect yep. on this organization because I honestly don't feel that Flores wants Tua right now. He feels that Fitzpatrick is the better player. He was the better player. That's not the way Flores does things. Why at every other position on your on your football team do you have the better guy playing that position with the exception of the most important position on your team, which which was quarterback? Because
1: And that's just it. You can't do that. You can't You can't. Fitzpatrick <laughs> you just can't. was it, good. Ru- it ruins your um It your ruins persona. what you're doing. You're, you're, it sets
0: a, it sets a you know. You're, you're doing it at every bad press, right. You, you've got every other position that you're, you're handling it in this situation, but yet at the quarterback position, you're now starting a guy that was clearly, clearly not, it wasn't even comparable last year. Tua was not nearly as good as Fitzpatrick at that point last year. And I'm not saying Fitzpatrick was the next Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, but he was a better quarterback last season and he was demoted. Okay. I think
1: it was pretty clear that Tua wasn't ready to play. Yeah. He
0: and found said later, 110%. that he didn't know the offense.
2: And again, and I, and I think I'm going I'm to clearly say this to you multiple times through the podcast, but I don't disagree with you. And, and there like, is you know, a 95% chance in my head and in my mind, I, I don't know if I'd go 100%, but that, yes, it was a decision that Ross told Flo that he had to make. Well, but it's either really, Ross or Greer. Even one right. so. I even would so, say more so
0: Greer, Mike.
2: Even so. You have to communicate that to your offensive coordinator, and and that just goes back to the off the the communications. And mm-hmm. he didn't handle that well with Chan Gailey. He didn't handle the Tua situation as that season progressed. Well, he got murdered in the media by it for it, and and Tua did too. I defended I defended him taking out Tua. You know, I think I don't think that it was a terrible decision, but handling it, I, I'm not sure that they did it the right way. You well, know? you know
1: the, just these decisions to, up top are just, sabotaging the coach.
2: It,
0: it, Absolutely. 110%. That's what you're overlooking right here, Daniel. I don't give a damn where the floor is and and Chan Gailey got together before he found out through the media. I think it it, it that tells you something right there. I mean, if, you're, if your offensive coordinator is not prepared for something like that, what is that telling you? They I just should be like part you, of that conversation. Like, what the hell are we talking about? We're talking I mean, about the, the
2: staff that he wasn't able to maintain and the turnover in his staff and the reasons why. Now, I'm not saying that it like that Flores is a terrible guy or a terrible coach. I'm not saying that. But there are reasons that this has happened to him in in his offensive staff. I mean, he's had four coordinators.
1: Well, the reason they got rid of uh the first guy they had, Chad O'Shea, was because the offense was too complicated for some of the players and they were complaining about it. that's, and that's exactly that's why he made yeah. the change. Right. I don't think it was a personality issue at all.
0: Now that's that came out after the season, that, yep. that it was too complicated for a lot of but the bottom you line is You don't find this. a way to
2: make it less complicated if it's gonna be successful?
0: Well he did. They they moved on. I mean, you know, that that's what they brought in Chan Gailey. And they simplified the offense. And yep. then, you know, I mean, listen, if the if he found out through the media prior to Flores talking about him, we don't know what the situation was. We we don't know. I mean, and maybe it, he brought him in, Flores, Chan Gailey. So I'm sure that we're making too much of this because I'm sure that Flores would have 110% communicated that to him at some point. Maybe he just found out through the media because of circumstances. I don't know, but I don't think that had an effect on anything. I think that more so than anything is the fact that coaches don't want to come here because of what is upstairs. I don't think it had anything to do with Flores. I think it had more to do with the people that are above him.
2: So you think that the people above him got rid of three offensive line coaches in three years, three QB coaches in three years?
0: No, I think that the individual— Can I have a moment— Go ahead, Mike. Yes, <laughs> of course, yeah, g- of communicate course. what I'm trying to communicate. Well, here. let's collaborate,
1: Mike. We want to start at the beginning here. When you're a young coach, okay? You're a coordinator. You've never had head coaching experience and you are hired as a head coach. The biggest obstacle you have is putting together a staff. I agree. Yes, And it's very, very difficult unless you have a wide circle of associates throughout the NFL. Now, one of the odds of that, you've only been a coordinator, right? You haven't worked with a lot of people. He brought so in a lot of
2: guys that he worked with. What's that? Oh, I was just adding, he brought in a lot of guys that he worked with.
1: Go right, ahead. From, from New England. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, you're taking what you can get and you're trying to better as you go along, as people become available that you might have an interest in. So, you're, you know, you're kind of starting at the bottom is what I'm trying to say, unless you have a wide circle of associates. And, you know, he was he had been in uh, New England for a long time, so he did not have that wide circle of associates. Had he been at two or three, four different teams, then he would know more people and have worked with more people and would have built more relationships.
0: If you follow what I'm saying, that's exactly what I was going to communicate.
2: I, I understand that. But I mean, you have to find a way to cultivate the relationships you're making currently. Right. So how does that explain Patrick Graham leaving? As a defensive coordinator for the same spot somewhere else, a lateral move. And the same he with Marion Hobby in New York, yeah. a lateral move to Cincinnati. Like these guys left for the same position. And these well, look, two, I'm just no, saying. I, like, I don't
1: think there's any question that Flores is not an easy guy to work they, for. I don't think I either one of us are. Urban
2: Meyer vibes from the stories and things that are coming out about how he was treating people. That's all I'm saying.
0: I think it's, I think it's overblown. I really do. I mean, you know, this is, this is year three. I mean, he's been here three years and now all of a sudden, all this nonsense. I mean, come on. I mean, it's, it's, this is petty nonsense. I mean, you know, every organization goes, look at what Aaron Rodgers went through with his organization. I mean, this is the best quarterback over the last some odd years. And he had riffs with his, you know, with his, uh, with, with with management and with the coaching staff there, so on and so forth. The bottom line is is that you work through it, you know, and that's it. You or know, you're there's Mike always going to be rips. Well, listen, <laughs> Daniel, we could go back and forth all, all night long, and and use examples in every possible way. The bottom hear it. The bottom line is is that in the end, you have to be productive. It's and the, the
1: dysfunctional organizations that don't work through it.
0: Exactly. And it doesn't matter what, Mike, go ahead, finish your thought. No, that's it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, we have guys coming We're and going left and right. Now, now, I'm going to tell you something else going forward here. We are definitely going to have a problem getting a named coach. If, if I'm Jim Harbaugh. I don't know. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, am I coming here? Dealing with Greer and with Stephen Ross, I'm not so sure about that. I this would probably be one of my last choices. Okay, we don't want Jim plain Harbaugh, and simple. Anyway. Well, the bottom. I'm just I'm just using him as an example. I'm talking about now. We may get an Eric Bieniemy or somebody like that because he wants to become a head coach. Well, but all the bottom these guys line, it, right? But the bottom line is, is that I don't know if we're going to get the right guy. I just don't because they want a guy. That basically is going to be another first-time head coach, and we're going to go through the same cycle again. It's that simple. Okay,
2: so and, sorry. Go ahead. go ahead. I was just say let me let me play devil's advocate to that too, because what I'm, you know, then maybe I've been doing that the whole time because, yeah, like I, I've been pretty clear. <laughs> I liked Flores, and I didn't want to see him go. But
0: it doesn't sound like it. I,
2: I know. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to. to have both sides of the coin trying to
0: justify the fire i I just
2: i want to make sure that we have both sides of the coin here because if we all come on here and and bang out that they were wrong then we don't really have a discussion but let's play the devil's advocate card and say well what happened in the in the two games that we had to win to get into the playoffs last year at buffalo we came out better teams unimpressive underwhelming and we did the same thing against tennessee it doesn't matter if they're who better our teams. Quarterback? Our, we should have been coached up and prepared and ready for those, right? Well, well, I'm just one, saying it's one, not all sunshine and roses. One side of Flores. one side
0: of the team was Daniel. I mean, one side of the field was. I mean, listen, when we went up to Buffalo this year, that game was what ten seven going into the fourth quarter, and who was failing us? It was one half of the team. When we went up to Tennessee. Going into the fourth quarter, it was 17 3. So one half of the team was busting their ass. So okay, so which side is it? You know, is it is is Flores responsible for the good side, or is he responsible He's for responsible that? Responsible for both side sides. The He's exactly, the coach. exactly. But in the end, the players have to perform, right? The Flores can't go out there and throw an eight yard pass down the field that isn't thrown at somebody's ankles, right? Oh. I mean, you know, the guys have to execute, you know, it's that simple. And they didn't, they didn't do a good job. They didn't do a good enough job of it. It's that simple. And, you know, Flores, keep in mind, and this is one thing that everybody forgets. This guy is in his third year as a head coach. You learn as you go along. It's that. Sure. I, mean, I don't think you, anybody you, forgot that. Well, no, people <laughs> do. Oh, he, you know, he didn't ever, he didn't make the playoffs and, he wasn't you know, done he, growing. He didn't do this, and he wasn't that. And he wasn't the greatest of communicator But you learn from that. You know, the the only way you're going to learn is through experience. I mean, we we want to give Tua all of this rope, right? You know, and he's got to learn. He's no. got to. Well, guess what? Flores is learning along with him to be a head coach. Some you know, of in us want to give
2: Tua that rope. Some of us do not.
0: Well, th- my point is, is that you know, if if you're sitting there and you and you're giving all of this rope to certain individuals and not to others, you know, it doesn't work that way. You know, I I felt that Flores as a whole gave 110% and, and, and was out there and just trying to do everything possible to win football games to the point where he probably cost himself a job, because now there's a situation where they, you know, they're talking about, they didn't want him to win a lot of football games in that first season, and they won exactly. more than right. what he what right. they wanted to in order to get Burrow, and that started a riff right from the beginning because he came in here trying to win football, and that's games. very
1: possible. It's very and it possible, is possible he rubbed them the wrong way by doing that.
0: It, it's it's very very possible, but the bottom line is this: is that when you look at a head coach and and you see what he you know the, the effort he put forward. You know, I think he deserved a little bit better than what he got. I mean, you know, look at what he was working with, guys. I mean, you know, on the offensive side of the football, we're extremely challenged. And to get to five hundred two, two years in a row with what we had, I mean, you know, that that's a task. Because there, there was a point, and me and Mike talked about this a little bit, Daniel, the other day. There was a point this season where you had Waddle on the field and look at the other group look at the other receivers that we had on the field when Parker was down for like four or five weeks. Um, you know, it's not Flores's fault. It's nobody's fault that, you know, the guy that we signed for 10 million uh, caught what three passes the whole season. You had Isaiah Ford, Hollins, Albert Wilson. These are the guys that were on the field. And then you had Ahmed and Gaskin as your running backs. And you had an offensive line that they were basically trying to piece together as the season, you know, progressed. They were so trying to put the saying right thing.
2: That we need to give to a little rope.
0: I'm not I'm I'm talking about where we were <laughs> I, at and what he had to work I with. Understand. I'm not talking about to Not no, everything I understand. not everything circles back to him. I, I'm talking I know, about but Flores that's right the right bad.
2: Now. That's the bad, right? We're talking about is he responsible for the good or the bad? And Listen the bad to me. was the offense with all those pieces missing and no weapons. That's all.
0: Daniel, the bottom line is this, is that with what he had to work with, we're talking about Flores right now, the team was at two years in a row. That's all I'm saying. Now, if you want to start a conversation about Tua,
2: not today, then we please.
0: can start that now. I mean, you know, we can talk about some of the other guys and the guys that had, you know, disappointing seasons. Uh, you know, it's that simple. And Tua was one of them. Absolutely. I mean, you know, so – um, you know, when you can't complete, you know, short passes for, you know, to create Unless, first downs, downs—that's why
1: the coach was on his case,
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, it, re, it evolves back to that. At some point, the players have to be productive, starting with your quarterback. And in, in, in my eyes too, had a very, very disappointing second season, you know, he yep. didn't progress nowhere near enough as to where he needed to be. Had he done that, had he played better in some of these football games? this team would be in the playoffs this week. And it's that simple. He definitely, and I'm
2: not, he definitely did not progress towards what we want a franchise quarterback to be. 100% Definitely agree. not.
1: Yep. Definitely I mean, not. My stance hasn't changed since uh, Monday. You know, I, I just feel like if you're going to fire Flores, if that
2: was the decision you're going to make, then Greer should be out too. I agree with that too. So we can all agree, right? Ross is an idiot. Greer should be gone too flores was fired without any justifiable football reasons
1: i'm not going to say ross is an idiot because i don't i don't (laughs) like to do that what i would rather say is i think he would have been wiser to make a different decision
0: i agree and you know what mike who's right underneath him uh greer thank you and you know he relies on greer an awful lot so Mm -hmm. you know daniel you know the idiot comment you know i i kind of get it to an extent but he relies solely on this guy. I mean, he really well, does. No, I mean, he also
1: re- he also relies on Garfinkel,
0: and he also yes, sits exactly, in New York right.
2: instead of in Miami. A- right?
0: Agreed, but but he's got he feels he has the right people in place, right. to do the right things, and that's where his mistake lies because you know he's thrown money at people. He's trying to get the right the right coaches here, the right players. God, they've gone out and done all kinds of things to try and get them to become a winning organization, okay? So, you know, I don't necessarily blame him only for the simple fact that he's putting too much trust in those couple of guys that are underneath them, and they're failing us. They really are. I mean, they have a history of doing it. So, you know, Flores is just a really small portion of this failure, and he's been one of the more successful coaches that we've had, and now he's gone as well. So, you know, you, you have to look at it And say and say, where where should this blame really go? Okay. Flores is the fall guy, but in my eyes, it's other people. And they're still here. And that's going to be a problem as it has been going forward. And until they correct that, we're going to be in the same boat because Ross is not selling the team. So we're going to have to deal with him. So what do you do from there? Well, you know, you look at the organization and you say, Where where do the pro if it was me, I'd say where, where, where is the common denominator here? Who is the common denominator? It's this guy that I'm depending a lot upon right below me. That's the common denominator. Not Flores, not Gase, not Philbin, not whoever else they've had over the last 20 years.
1: Amen. Building a line since 2009. That's all I'm going to say.
2: Building that you're a poet.
1: Yep. Now, that aside... I, th- I think we uh, <laughs> <laughs> We all got it off our chest. That
0: forty-five minutes aside, what do we got?
1: <laughs> well, home run. They <laughs> want to interview Mike McDaniel's, San Francisco's offensive coordinator. Okay. They want to talk to uh, Brian DeBole, who is uh, Josh Allen's coordinator. Okay. Uh, Dan Quinn. We all know Dan Quinn. Uh, he was the. Coach of the Falcons in the Super Bowl. Right now, he's offensive coordinator for the Cowboys.
2: And the mm-hmm. D.C. for the
0: Legion of Boom.
1: Mm-hmm. Vance Joseph. We know Vance Joseph. He was mm-hmm. here for a while.
0: Yep. Head Defensive coach. coordinator, right? Yep. Arizona.
1: Kellen Moore. Cowboys, LC. High see. He
0: off- was in Denver, in, in Daniel, wasn't he? Wasn't Denver. Denver. Yes, in Denver? Denver, Denver, yeah. Denver, Denver, Denver. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike. Nice catch. And
1: Doug Peterson.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about the enemy? They're not even looking at not him, right? yet. They right. haven't asked yet. Well, let's hope they don't. And I, I have a problem with the enemy. Number one, real Ooh. quick, because I know that's where you're going, Mike. You know, in regard to who we think. Let me just talk about the enemy sure. for a minute, okay? Um, the guy has the best quarterback in football, the best tight end, yeah. probably one of the best receivers to work with, right? Yeah. Um, he's got one of the best head coaches above him. Okay, uh, He hasn't been hired over the last couple of years, so there's, there's reasoning behind that, number one. Number two, when, if he comes here, you don't have those type of players. It's very easy to be a very good coordinator when you have the best of the best at a lot of different positions. That's right. Um, look at the Super Bowl last year, guys, as a perfect example. Now, you lost your left tackle. You went out, and you basically played the same type of offense. You didn't make any adjustments over the course of that Super Bowl game. And Tampa stuck it to you for four quarters. And at any point, did he make any changes as a coordinator saying, hey, guys, let's go to the short pad. Let's do this. Let's do that. So I have some issues with the enemy. I don't think he's nearly as good as, as um, everybody says he is. I think he's got a lot of favorable um, situations there in regard to him. So him I do not want here. So go ahead, Mike. On with the next stuff.
1: Well, that, of the guys I mentioned, is there somebody there you would want?
0: Daniel, go ahead. I, uh, we were
2: talking about this a little bit beforehand. I don't really know that I can pound the table for any one guy. I think there are a couple of them that are interesting. Uh, but the thing is, is I, neither of the ones that I, I think are really interesting have head coaching experience. And I think that it's probably pretty damn important for us right now to get a guy that has some experience as a head, head coach in the league because the last three guys, four guys, five however many, have not, and they haven't worked out for us. But I do think Brian Dable is a little interesting. He has a, a very diverse background. You know, he's coached in Alabama. He coaches Josh Allen now, and who knows if his success is because of Allen. But I think that if he came over, he could bring Ken Dorsey, which which I think would be a pretty interesting because I like him. And uh, I said in one of the chats in the group, don't be surprised um, if Mike McDaniel doesn't get a real, real look at this, because he's a real up-and-comer, he's coached with Mike, uh, with Kyle Shanahan, and with Sean McVay. Uh, he's a young, brilliant offensive mind in this league. So, both of those guys are interesting to me. I, I'm not a big fan of Doug Peterson. Uh, I thought he really sh- shit the bed in Philadelphia after that Super Bowl, but. I could see something like that. And I, and I think that I would probably get on board with it if, if that happened.
0: I, I like Peterson personally, you know, he's an aggressive, he's an aggressive coach. Um, he goes full throttle. And I like that, you know, that's the way the NFL is nowadays. And well, I we'd think be
2: winging it 50 times a game. That's for sure.
0: Well, he, he fits that. Mo- well, they ran the ball, you know, in Philadelphia, they ran the ball. I mean, they had some, they had some nice running backs there and they, they, they listen he he did a really good job that year i mean you you think about the two quarterbacks he was working with in regard to wentz and then uh foil you know for what who was it it was who who was the one that won the fo- fo- uh the super bowl for him nick uh, uh nick Foles. Nick, nick Foles. Uh, yeah nick Foles. My i was goodness. thinking of his Man. nickname i, I was thinking a, of his nickname that i can't brain, say here on brain the podcast. fart there yeah so I mean, he won a Super Bowl with those guys. That's a, that says enough right there. The defense was very, very good. And yeah, I mean, the, the following season, they didn't have a real good year, but a lot of injuries and Wentz just played horribly. They had issues there. You know, it's that simple. But you, you talked about experience and Peterson has experience as a head coach over yeah. those other guys. Yeah, That's, you know, that's the positive. The problem is, you know, he's going to want He's going to want control of a lot of different things. And with that guy upstairs, is that going to take place? And is Peterson going to want to put himself in that position? The other question becomes your quarterback. I mean, if you're a head coach in the NFL, or if you want to become a head coach in the NFL, are you going to choose the Miami Dolphins right now, knowing that Ross is your owner? Yeah. Flores is your GM, and Greer. Tua is your quarterback. I mean, Greer is your GM. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. <laughs> and 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 Tua is your quarterback at this point. To me, you know, I'm looking at that and saying, you yes. know what? Let let me see what my other options are right now. Mike, what are your thoughts?
1: I want to know how much guaranteed money I'm getting, <laughs> because oh, when I get God. fired in year three, I want to make sure I'm paid for four and five. <laughs>
0: Oh Lord, that's funny. I just yeah, I, well, I mean, who ahead, do you I'm like, sorry. Mike?
1: I think of of that bunch either Peterson or Quinn. Because yeah, I like they, Quinn as they well, do yeah. have experience, and they're both decent coaches.
0: And they both got to the Super Bowl, right? Yep. yep. You know, and so they know how to get there. um You know, as I mentioned with Flores earlier, it's it's a learning experience. So now these guys maybe they learned from you know their their initial uh, head coaching jobs, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and you learned from it. And, and you're right, Daniel. I mean, you want a guy with, with some sort of experience among those guys in regard to being a head coach. The question is, are any of these guys going to want to come here under the circumstances I just mentioned? Yes. It's going to be tough.
2: The answer to that question is yes. Okay. There's only 32 jobs. In the, there's only 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL. And if you can get one, you're going to take it. Well, mm. You remember
0: when, when Fisher was going to be our coach, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, it, it's happened a million times, sure Mike. Has. I mean, it's point. people have that. Well, yeah, that <laughs> you're exactly they they use right. us to make more money. Exactly right. They say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm negotiating with the Dolphins, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, I'm just using them. You know, and that's basically where we wind up. I mean, listen, you know, we have to at some point establish ourselves as as a as a as a really good organization and you know i i I keep circling back to this and i hate doing it but as long as we have guys upstairs that we have i don't think that's going to happen and you know i think that um flora's got short end of the stick and you know the problem that we have with this organization is still is still there so i mean if i'm
1: ross lewis i fly in here and I sit down with Flores and I say, look, this is a problem. How do we fix it? Right. I can't have you dealing with people the way you're dealing with them. How do exactly.
0: We fix it? Right. I think there was more to it, Mike. Is that what you're getting at? That they, they, you know, the... I think
1: was- it would have behooved the owner to come down and fix the problem instead of just shooing the problem aside.
0: Exactly. Just saying now you're That's just dumb. how I feel. I think, nope. I think any- he was
1: doing a good enough job that Ross should have had that much respect for him. Even if he said something to Ross that rubbed him the wrong way. I really don't care. You got to look out for the good of your team.
0: Agreed. And I think he always did that. And that's what I'm talking about.
1: You well, know, I'm saying what what Ross does, you know, you got to look out for the good of your team and when he's saying his personality was a problem, then talk to him. Exactly. Work right. with him. Tell him where he's coming up short, just like any boss would do with any employee.
0: Uh, that, that's agreeable. And I think that the guy right below him, Greer, you know, that, that's his responsibility as well. If he don't sees you it's a
1: problem, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. You don't just, you know, you don't just say, you know what, you, you did a pretty good job for us, but because you don't know how to talk to people, you're gone. You know, or I'm Garfinkel sorry. You know, you, you know, hurt our quarterback's feelings. Him. There's a lot of ways
1: to do it, you know. I just feel like this was butchered, that's all. <laughs> don't hurt my
2: feelings.
0: You hurt my feelings. You hurt you, you 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 hurt the quarterback's feelings and you know, we we just can't have that in this organization. We're going to have to let you go. I mean, I you know, I don't know. I mean, all of this stuff to me is a bunch of fluff and you know, I think that it's petty. And I think that, you know, this is, this is an NFL football team.
2: Real quick, I, w- I want to go back to the Miami as a destination for one of these candidates. I think if you look at the team and look at mm-hmm. the draft picks we have coming, look at the – I mean, one of the huge things that you have to look at as one of these candidates is our cap space, right? We are number one in the NFL going into next that year in cap sense. space. It, I mean, it does because it, it means that you can build a team.
0: What'd you say, Mike? I'm sorry. It means I nothing. Hear. When
1: you got Howard to resign and you got these other guys to resign, most of that money is going to be eaten up,
0: right? In order to maintain to the team. guys, I I just
2: think that Miami as a destination is not as bad as uh, as you're making it look, Lou. I mean, I know that I know that there are problems upstairs. I mean, it's Daniel, clear. you
0: can have you can have all the money in the world, and this has been proven with our organization. And all the draft picks in the world. We had three (laughs) two years ago, three in the first round. Don't remember. And where are uh... we? Where are we? It doesn't, when you have the same individuals upstairs making these decisions, bringing guys in and and, and basically drafting the players that we're drafting, the the problem's still there. I mean, God, you can get lucky. I mean, lucky once in a while and and, be, and have a superstar fall into your hands. We haven't even, I mean, we haven't even had that opportunity because we, we continue to, to roll the dice, move down in the draft, you know, do this, do well, that. So draft. We'll, do it. We'll, we'll
2: do a show on Greer. You've shit all over my optimism. So thanks well, for that.
0: Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't Most listen. I, I, it, <laughs> we're, we're, we're talking about, you know, the situation as a whole and, you know, And when you look at it, you know, the problems are still going to be there. I mean, as Mike mentioned, it doesn't make a difference. You know, that money that we have, if in fact these guys want to stay and if we had x Man's going to command a lot of money. There's no question about it. God forbid we trade for Watson. You might as well forget it. The the money's gone. If we want to retain the team that we have and then add Watson to the mix, that's it. You know, our draft picks are gone. And our money's basically that the And there's, there's other
1: players that need to be re- re-signed, too. Of and course Magnet there is. Them and a bunch of others. So, a you bunch. know, it's not just Agba and Gasicki.
0: And Gasicki and X-Man. X-Man's right. major, Mike, because, right. you know, you have to have Well, him.
1: that's why I'm saying this, that $70 million is going to go pretty quick.
0: Yes, exactly. And we have a very late draft pick this year, Daniel. Um, you know, San Francisco, yeah, know. if they somehow beat Dallas this week, I mean, you're talking about, what, 24 or worse if they somehow wind up winning a second playoff game? So, yeah, I, I mean, we're not in as good a shape as we are until the following season. So we're we're two years removed, um, you know, from where we're at. So, you know, it, it's going to be interesting, the decisions that are made, you know, but, my God, did we throw another... Uh, you know, a, another tornado into this whole damn thing by firing on a head coach. Cause now we've got that whole issue to deal with. So. Well,
1: I, I do believe you definitely hurt the defensive side
2: of your football team.
0: Yeah. By doing that, Mike. Yep. Flora by getting yep. rid of Flores. Yeah, yep. I think so.
2: It's not going to look I, the same. That's for sure.
0: No, I think the and Roberts and like you mentioned, Mike, the Needhams of the world and these type of guys, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's tough. I mean, you know, look at the position that Holland and Brandon Jones were in. You know, the ability to blitz the quarterback right. and to do those type of things. The players love that. Cross- and I think. Sorry. What's that? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no what were I you saying? I was just going to say,
2: cross your fingers. We can keep Boyer.
0: Right. Right. Oh, well, that's the whole other thing. I mean, well, you're going to. He gonna- gets a job
2: you- somewhere. He's going to call Boyer, right?
0: Exactly, and not only that, but you know, you bring in a new head coach; he's going to want his own people. I mean, there yeah. may be a guy that they retain, but you know, or two. But I mean, th- more than likely, the whole coaching staff's going to be gone. I mean, you know, you bring in a guy like Harbor; he's bringing in all his own people. There's no question about it. And Stephen Ross seems hell bent on that. You know, now whether he comes here or not is a whole different story. But Harbor's bringing in all his own people. It, you know, I'll tell you no what, question.
1: Flores will probably end
2: up in New England if he doesn't get a job.
0: Yeah. You're probably yeah. right. That, You're that would probably make a lot of right. sense.
2: But if it's one of these new guys that, well, enemy has been in Kansas City forever, right? He could mm-hmm. very easily look at this staff and say, Boyer, Crossman, please stay here.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, you know, it just, just depends. Yep. You know, there's there's so many, you know, I mean, we, we can we can spend another three hours, you know, in regard to um, let's do it, you know, what could possibly, you know, <laughs> what direction, you know, th- this organization can go in and then what will trickle down. This from will there.
1: become more clear as they start to get these people signed up for interviews, because yeah. not everybody's going to interview with them, you know.
0: Right. And there's still there's still teams playing, Mike, that, they, right. you know, that that they I don't think they can talk to them until. After they're eliminated out of the playoffs, correct?
1: Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. They keep changing the rules. Yeah, the rules have I, changed I,
2: a little bit. I'm not 100% Is that sure right?
0: That. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think they can
1: schedule an interview with them, but they can't actually have it. But I'm not positive I could be wrong. Right. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. So anyway, um, that's going to be it for tonight. Um, thanks, guys, for joining me.
2: Absolutely. It was an welcome. interesting
1: conversation. I'm not sure we solved anything. Hopefully the Dolphins can solve it. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> might
2: as well put us in
1: charge uh no i don't know they want to do that
0: i don't i yeah no we we can't be in charge we just you know we make quick decisions we we i know if i was (laughs) in charge the first guy that would have gone and i think you guys are both on on the same page in regard to that and i think uh, the majority of the people that i've spoken to feel the same way i mean they're same nobody's on nobody's on greer's band bandwagon um you know and um we traveled quite a bit and I spoke to a lot of dolphin fans over these last few days. And I'll tell you what, everybody was just like totally against it. I, uh-huh. I don't think I, I met anybody that, that agreed with the firing and which was interesting, you know, cause I figured it would be a little bit more, you know, uh, well, yes. yeah. All I'm going to say
1: is this Lewis, we don't know what we don't know.
0: Exactly. Right. And that's why I think a lot of this is, all the fluff is going to be there yep. and in the end you know it is what it is. I live so, I live in the
2: Midwest. I have a coworker who's a Vikings fan who texted me immediately and said thank you for Brian Flores and a, a Bears fan who came up to me and said man I hope he comes to Chicago. Yeah. So it's exactly. not just Dolphins fans who are um and the media for that matter no, national media like, oh my just ripped them. Yeah. Well that what well, that's yeah. funny too because they didn't give us much credit for a, an eight seven game win streak but as soon as flores is gone they you know well they're singing like i praises. say
1: to everybody else these people get paid to talk and, yeah. and you know <laughs> that's what they that's do it. that's their job their yep. job is to find things to talk about so when
0: are we going to get paid to talk huh <laughs> <on> <laughs> are you listening
1: <laughs> all right guys yeah. thanks for joining me again and uh thanks for listening everybody
2: thanks mike thanks lou
1: and we'll be Can't back next you. week